Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yes, last week, if you missed this, we heard the story that Disneyland had become the latest target of cancel culture because their revamped Snow White ride features the iconic kiss by Prince Charming that is happening as Snow White sleeps without her consent. So people were going crazy about this. Um, now, this does bring up, you know, uh, an important point. Um, you know, it, it could be a case people might think that this is cancel culture gone mad, perhaps, but it does bring up the topic of consent and how to discuss consent with our children. And luckily for us, help is a at hand because our parenting expert Laura Erskine is joining us with advice on this. How are we doing Laura? Hello, good morning. Now listen, first of all, before we talk about consent, uh, just before you came on, we were talking about how the dads, okay, with the, the difference between mothers putting the children to bed and dads putting the children to bed and chaos just reigns in my house when my husband puts the children to bed and I'm not alone here. I'm just wondering, is that the same in your house now? <laughs> Controversially, actually, it's not. <gasps> not. It's, well, actually, uh, I must. I must clarify. So, uh, it is definitely calmer when I do it, and okay. there are a lot more rules and um, boundaries, and we stick to schedules and times, um, and we stick to the uh, you know what we agree in terms of stories, yeah. and times for lights out, and time for reading, etc. Um, when dad does it, it tends to be a little looser. Okay. It does tend to be more tickling on the bed um. uh, and getting children a little bit wound up before what should be their wind down time. Um, however, my two and a half year old has just started a phase in the last three weeks of preferring daddy. Oh, no. And also preferring daddy to settle her should she wake in the night. Oh, well, that's okay. We'll take that. (laughs) Don't want mummy, want daddy. And that is because she has just figured out that she can manipulate daddy. Oh, yeah, you see. (laughs) And that daddy will lift her out and put her in the rocking chair. Daddy will get her another bottle. Daddy will read her an extra story. So, yes, there's definitely a lot of truth to that. And I think children spot a little bit of weakness. When they do. Well, you that. see, it's a battle of the wits bedtime. <laughs> bedtime, you need to have your battle, your wits about you. <laughs> but first of all, you know, talking about bedtime, I suppose, and a lot of kids will have stories, which brings me to fairy tales. And I'm a big fan of fairy tales. And I love Snow White. And maybe I'm a little bit naive here. But I don't see much wrong with this, you know, sleeping Snow White, getting a kiss thing. I think this could be an example of cancel culture gone mad. What are your views on this? Do you know, it is. Um, we can't rewrite history. Mm. And um, and I think that's important. Um, however, I think as your children grow up, I think it's important 
to use these um, fairy tales as sort of talking points to talk about how the world has evolved from when this story was first written, to talk about how it is a fairy tale. And they all start with the phrase, once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, you know, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Cinderella, they were all written between, you know, 80 to 90 years ago um, and then put to film. So these stories are from a different era and it's important to talk about that with your child as they become um, aware and able to understand that. I mean, basic conversations uh, about how even, you know, back in the 1970s, did you know that once you got married, women no longer worked or yeah. didn't work? Or after they had a baby, they couldn't go back to their job. And look how time has moved on. Mommy's going back to work or mommy went back to work after she had you. And, you know, it, it's about having those conversations. Um, and, and then also pointing out the, the I suppose, the progress that even mm. Disney has made with their own movies and their fairies their fairy tales, looking and exploring the themes of Tangled, of Frozen, of Moana, of Mulan, which all uh, depict powerful women who make choices, uh, follow their gut instinct, who, um, who, have, who have courage, who are brave, who are determined individuals, um, and who, who may fall in love. But it's not the definition of their happily ever after. Yeah, oh, and so true. And you're you're so right in terms of it's a great way, actually. It's a great tool using these things, using Disney to bring this up. So how young then uh, should we start talking about consent with our children? Consent comes really from, the, from age one, um, from when they can understand it. It's about teaching children to ask permission really uh, around touch and um, playtime and the meaning of the word no and respect for the word no. So um, it's about, you know, if if not encouraging a a child to kiss a grandparent or an aunt or a family member or friend if they don't want to, or Mm. even a playmate who might be over saying, hug little Johnny goodbye now, he's going. You know, I know obviously COVID has changed um, our language around that somewhat, but hopefully we will get back to a time where we do that more readily. But it shouldn't be uh, obligatory. And if a child doesn't feel inclined to do so, they shouldn't be obliged to. Um, And then I suppose uh, about teaching kids that, you know, that even just to wash their own private parts in in the bath, that that's their area to own their body, to realise that that is uh, something that they should uh, respect and something that they should feel great ownership over. So it's like, here's the sponge, you wash in between your legs, they're your private parts, you know. Mm. Um, and you know what, Laura, as well, I think it's important as well to note that, like, we shouldn't feel embarrassed about this sort of stuff. Like, we shouldn't feel embarrassed about calling these things their proper name. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because And bringing our awkwardness into it, because sometimes parents can be super awkward around, you know, talking about these issues like sex, you know, like private parts and using the actual words for them that kind of thing you know we can be a bit awkward about it and that's I think we need to break that down because then we're transferring that awkwardness to them I think you're exactly right and speaking of my two and a half year old she's learning about body parts in uh, crash at the moment so everything from her forehead to her elbow and her ankle and uh, 
But we're also talking about the right words too. So we are using the word vagina. Mm. She points to daddy going to the toilet and she says, look, well, she does say willy. But we have been saying the correct word. Yeah. We've been saying penis because inadvertently we started off with the incorrect names. And then we realised actually in order to have a healthy conversation around our body, we need to start using the right words. Um, and it's important to even to talk about, you know, how important that is and that you, that, that you need to take care of your penis or your vagina and to, to encourage that great sense of body pride and a sense of ownership about their, their own body. Um, and then also um, modelling um, consent with your child by mm. even saying, you know, can I, can I wash your back now or can I change your nappy now? And, and actually, you know, how about your bottom? Um, so... So actually just sort of modeling that consent, the language around consent when you're touching your 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 child. Yeah, um, that's a really good one, actually. Will, yeah, yeah you know, that's will, a good way. Get in there on their unconscious. Mm. Uh, and I've recently had the sex talk with my 11, okay. soon to be 12 year old. He'll be 12 next month. Um, of course, it was preempted by the fact that our uh, COVID puppy has now entered his teenage phase and Lovely. started um, <laughs> hip thrusting. Um, <laughs> well, listen, it's a good it's a good point to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> but but actually, getting out the Luke O'Neill science book, which is a fantastic Osborne uh, book. Um, and and um, explains parts of the body in an age-appropriate way uh, for children of all ages. You mm. don't have to read all of the texts. The illustrations are fantastic. Uh, um, and so we had a very, um, an, I can't say the word, a biology-focused <laughs> talk. Um, but, but it is good to, to use that so that you have that conversation on a daily basis and it never becomes um, something of shame, uh, yeah. talking about your body or even the, the, the changes that your body goes through and then starting to model consent. My, my nine-year-old daughter now used to be perfectly happy for anybody to, or to be in the bathroom uh, going to the toilet when her 11-year-old was brushing his teeth and they would both go to bed or to around at the same time. But now they've both become more aware in the last six months of the need for privacy. Yeah. And then making sure that each one respects that and underlying the importance of that within a family, that if you want privacy, we all talk about how a woman gets her only bit of peace when she goes to the bathroom. And then <laughs> Sometimes, it depends. Photographs <laughs> and Instagram of toddlers you know, <laughs> camping outside waiting for mum to come out. Yeah. But, this is important to model that that actually the bathroom um, is, is a private time and, and something that you know we don't we don't we, we don't want an audience there we don't yeah. and uh, you know in terms of pressure on young people you know there's an awful lot of pressure on young people to have sex you know uh, when they're dating to maybe go further than they would like this is something that we should definitely be discussing a lot with our children and I'm just wondering as well Laura would you be having say I know your children are different ages but is it advisable to have say our our sex talk with our son separate to our daughter? Well, absolutely it is because you're talking about, first of all, different anatomy, mm. but also about consent. I, I'm, I think as they grow older, uh, depending on their ages, I think it's important to actually have it as a family conversation when, you know, as, as sort of their maturity. Develops. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, uh, in fact, I had actually had a conversation with my, my nine-year-old daughter about her period six mm-hmm. months ago. And yet I only spoke to my, my son there a couple of weeks ago about his changing body and about sex. 
Um, and that's because he showed no interest. Whereas yeah. my daughter was had the maturity and maybe it was from the the, the classroom as well as the, maybe the programmes she's been watching that the topic of periods had come up. So we started and we spoke about that element of things. We didn't go into the full detail of sex yeah. until she started asking more questions when she was ready to do so. Um, but I do think that it is important to have a conversation together as a family about it and then use every learning opportunity to bring it up again in a healthy way. So whether you're, it's something that comes up in the news or whether mm-hmm. it's a theme in a movie that you're watching together as a family to discuss it afterwards. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I mean, I think, there, I, I imagine there's an awful lot of uh, people that are listening in that will have some kind of experience of feeling pressured to do certain things and maybe going further than they did they didn't want to you know go and that's really important to discuss particularly I would say more so with with girls to kind of say you don't have to do this stuff you know if you're not comfortable if you're not ready if you you know if you feel that it's you know not right for you um Laura as always if people want more information uh you are available you have a website yes Yes, theparentingexperts.com. So you can get in touch with me there. Uh, and just to your point, to your last point there, Sinead, talking about your gut feelings and listening to them as a, as a boy or as a girl, anything that makes you feel weird, scared, mm. yucky in your tummy, that they listen to their body, that their body is telling them something and to learn to listen to their gut feeling or their instinct um, and to make a decision based on that rather than fitting in um, or, or to be liked. And then that when they're ready uh, around sort of 11, 12, 13, the cup of tea video once you've had the sex talk is a fantastic resource. You can Google it there. It's cup of tea consent video. It was mm-hmm. created by um, the UK government, actually. And it, it, it's a very simplified way of talking about consent. But it does talk about how, you know, you can offer somebody a cup of tea uh, and they may want it one day, but they may not want it the next day. Very good, yeah. Or, you know, you can't have a cup of tea. You can't drink a cup of tea when you're unconscious or asleep. Um, and and it, I suppose it, it breaks down some of the, uh, the subjects around consent to talk about it in a simplistic way, but then allow conversation then to be had further between parent and child. F- fantastic video. Absolutely. I'll definitely check that one out. Laura, as always, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thanks a million. Parentingexpert.com if you want to get in touch with Laura or get more information. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.